But how about Mangabeto, guys? Because I don't buy him now this argument that we are all okay. Yeah? I don't think we would have the levels. If, if Nyan we were such a normal cohort of people, why then do we have such a violent society? Why do we have such a messed up society? So, so I do think there's, there's a bit of a game here in, uh, or a bit of gamesmanship. Uh, in so far as, um, in hindsight, all of us saying, well, I turned out fine. Well, hmm, I'm not sure. All of us think we really turned out fine? I don't think so. You know, and uh, let me give you an example of why I say I don't think so. In this country, something as small as like dealing with Indus and road rage, for instance, just as an example. You jackknife me like... You know, we're all in traffic. You come in, you jackknife me. I get so angry. I pull out of my car, come out, take you out of your car, you know, beat you senseless. And I think the other issue is this idea that you can regulate. Yeah, it was regulated during apartheid. That's why we abolished it in 97. If you were, what's it, by habit or repute. I love it. I find it so funny. By habit or repute, uh, you were suspected of witchcraft. Ten strokes. And of course, I assume it's the magistrate who would deliver those strokes. I mean, for Pete's sake, we had, we had teachers who would take a run-up to cane you. Uh-uh, guys, uh-uh. It's seven minutes now before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. It's our headlines segment. And uh, yeah, tonight uh, we check in with this matter. And I think many of you would have seen over the course of the weekend uh, the story there about uh, the uh, teacher. Uh, who, uh, I guess, yeah, was wrapped over the knuckles here for misconduct uh, on the back of uh, corporal punishment and the caning of a uh, matric pupil. And uh, recent annual reports, of course, by all nine provincial education departments indicate that the number of complaints that are addressed um, uh, insofar as uh, misconduct complaints against South African teachers rose just over 50% uh, for the year ending in March compared to uh, the previous year. And the big question mark, of course, is that this misconduct is not only insofar as corporal punishment is concerned, but um, uh, cuts across many other areas. And we're going to touch on that, uh, but uh, with a particular focus, I guess, on this issue of uh, the use of corporal punishment uh, for discipline purposes within the schooling system. And I'm joined on the line to talk about this by Mr. Klaas, Mushatole, who's the Labour Chairperson of the Professional Educators Union. Uh, Manier, good evening. Welcome. Uh, evening, presenter, and your listeners um, from Professional Educators Union. We are saying hi to everyone. Let's talk just briefly, I guess, about um, the bigger picture. And we'll come back to corporal punishment in particular, because I think many of our listeners uh, have engaged us and want to engage us on that one. Uh, but when we talk about misconduct, it's not only in relation uh, to uh, a corporal punishment, uh, but uh, it seems there are many areas here. And uh, your general secretary, Nopalaweno, saying, you know, some teachers inflict corporal punishment, in this case, in self-defense against unruly and violent pupils. But we also know there are other instances, sexual misconduct, uh, which declined in the numbers from 144 cases to 110. And then there's also the issue of the misappropriation of school funds. Let's start with the funds and the sexual misconduct, and then we'll come back to the corporal punishment story. Your reflections as a PEU uh, on uh, why you feel there might have been a spike in the last while insofar as some of these cases are concerned. Yeah, uh, perhaps if you if we take a, if we 
take a look at the picture, especially about the period where we come from. Okay. If you look at uh, when you open the gate, it's possible that everyone will be able to display to to display what what the experience the person had during the past two years or three years. And specifically, let me indicate that not all children are staying with their parents at home. The abuse that they are faced with, maybe with the neighbors, with the with the uh, with the people around them and uh, others are sort of being ca- being chained in a, in an environment where they cannot be able to see people coming out of that area most of these people become wild and if they are not treated carefully a lot of things can happen so when you say most of the people become wild you mean the children the pupils both children and teachers i'm not remember I'm, that okay uh-uh. yeah Remember, you we have uh, we have a normal situation where you'd find that one teacher is working in a particular province where the family is found in a different province. Oh, I see. Okay. And during that time of COVID, these teachers were not allowed to visit their families if they found themselves being trapped in one province when lockdown had to kick in. Mm. The same thing would happen with children where parents would be would be will be trapped in a particular province and they will be without province in a particular uh, province where they are schooling. That kind of relationship is the one that, would, uh, that, will, that will have a situation where when the two come together, uh, they will be wild and the behavior need to be controlled and it will depend whether people have, got, have undergone what we call in-service training mm. in, in terms of the conduct. Remember, the conduct of teachers specifically is in the hands of the South African Council for Educators. Mm. And, and if this, uh, this council is unable to visit teachers in, in two years, three years, the, contact, the conduct of teachers may, may, may grow very bad to an extent that we... Yeah. Maybe just a quick one there on, on the point that you make. I mean, I, I take the point you're making on SACI now insofar as, you know, interaction and interface with their members because all teachers are members of SACI. But your earlier point about, you know, the inability to travel across borders, restrictions on mobility creates a situation where people come back into the school environment wild. Um, I mean, is it unique to teaching? Because many people might say, well, you know, I also was unable to go back to my family. I work in the healthcare sector. I work in the police and so on. Uh, but you don't see this kind of routinized violence and other forms of misconduct in those workplaces. Why, in this case, insofar as the schools are concerned, would the impact of the pandemics, of the lockdowns, be manifest in more violence, more financial mismanagement, and maybe even more, you know, instances of sexual misconduct? Okay. Perhaps let, let us be very very straight to the point to say, if we talk of the teaching profession, we talk of employees that are more than half a million in the schools that are more than 40,000 in the country. And if we talk of these teachers that are engaged in what we call an increase in as far as the misconduct is concerned, we are talking of less than 1% of the teaching, pro, uh, uh, of the teaching staff. And uh, if if we talk of an increase, if this misconduct were around 200, perhaps in the year 2019, and or in the year 2020, and in 2021 they increased to 300 or 400, you see that kind of a percentage when compared to 
the employees that are over a million in the country. It's very, it's very small. But looking at the profession of teaching, that teaching is the mother of, of, of all profession. Mm. We expect these teachers to be 100% good in as far as the conduct is concerned. And uh, a damage by one teacher will affect thousands of teachers in the country. And we are saying not all teachers and not even 2% of the teachers in the country are behaving as is indicated in the media. But we are talking of less than 1%. That makes the whole bag of potatoes rotten. Okay. All right. No, good and, will, good will no I hear okay. you. I, I hear the view. And then on corporal punishment, uh, or maybe just before we get to that one, I mean, your, your views on, on some of the other elements around sexual misconduct, how those matters are dealt with. So I think we've looked at the numbers and the spike insofar as mismanagement of funds and sexual misconduct. But your perspective on the disciplinary processes that subsequently follow and whether those, I guess, are conducted in a way that uh, certainly satisfies yourselves as the PEU. Yeah, let's look at the law that controls the behavior of teachers around this kind of misconduct. Mm. Both of them, sexual relations together with the financial mismanagement, will contribute to what we call serious offenses that will see t- our teachers in the streets if they are found guilty when charged around that kind of misconduct. It's unfortunate that even with sexual misconduct, after you have been dismissed from the system when found guilty, you will also be blacklisted in the country and in the whole world that you can't see the door of the classroom anymore. And it's something that uh, also... Uh, degrades your dignity in the in the society because your name will also be entered in that register of child children offenders. And we are calling upon our teachers now and then when we meet them that they should never engage in that kind of uh, misconduct, both financial mismanagement and sexual relations with learners. Uh, and then on corporal punishment, I mean. Many of you have been in the teaching profession for a long time. Um, many teachers who are currently in the system at the moment would have been trained or received their tutelage at a time when corporal punishment wasn't frowned upon. You now have to reorient yourself. It's maybe been nearly 20 years now, or nearly 30 years, I should say, more than 20 years, 25 years, uh, since the uh, abolition of Corporal Punishment Act was put into place in 1997 and uh, probably just over 23 years since the South African Schools Act came into effect in 1990, um, or 26 years, I should say, in 1996. Um, Just your perspective on why this is seemingly still a prevalent practice. Remember, teachers uh, teachers are there in schools for the holistic development of learners. And among other things is discipline. If you look at the kind of learners that teachers are facing today, These are learners that are very much active, learners that are involved in social media. And uh, you look at the caliber of teachers that we have today. Most of them, as you indicated, have been trained in higher education institutions for more than 20 years ago. And when you look at how these learners behave, and you look at the the old method of disciplining learners. You look at the book that was introduced around 1994, 1993, the, the book called Alternatives to Corporal Punishment. It's no longer relevant to the current society because when you look at uh, also with regard to doctors, if a doctor would prescribe you for flu 20 years ago, for 20 years, 
uh, ago will not be relevant today. The same thing happens with teachers. We expect the South African Council for Educators to work together with the DBE and the teacher unions to make sure that the the book that the that is uh, under development called Teachers' Rights, Responsibilities, and uh, Safety. This book should be developed to an extent that it becomes the final document that are, that can assist and guide teachers while they are in the workplace so that the kind of discipline that they apply to the learners will be relevant so that teachers don't find themselves being charged under the Employment of Educators Act together with SASA by applying the kind of... Uh, of discipline mm. that uh, that is more vicious and that is also unlawful to an extent that they are charged as they are being charged today. Maybe explain to me, Menier, why you suggest that this generation, Ama 2000, um, insofar as their conduct is concerned, would not have been covered in the document alternatives to corporal punishment and what maybe social media might have to do with the sort of classroom experience of discipline or, or ill discipline. Uh, I'm just trying to understand that point. Uh, let's look at a teacher that, that has trained 30 years ago to become a teacher. And this teacher comes into the system and works. 30 years down the line, the kind of learners that will be there will be learners that are very quick in as far as the thinking is concerned, including the truancy of that learner. The learner will be very much fast. We see learners that are coming into the classroom, get into those classrooms together with the cell phones, take pictures of the teachers, and make sure that that kind of a, uh, of a picture is circulated among the WhatsApp groups, amongst the Facebook, talking, talk, or making jokes out of that teacher. Then, in the olden days, technology was not part of uh, those things that... Uh, the education developers were thinking of in as far as uh, discipline is concerned. That's why I'm saying, if you look at the learners that we are having today, if you are a teacher uh, that trained more than 20 years ago and you are unable to train while you are at work so that you keep up to step with the kind of the learners that we are teaching today, you would find yourself... In the beginning, you will be a driver, but at the end of the day, when you have to reach your destination, you will find yourself in the buggy of the same uh, of the same vehicle that you have been that, that that you have been driving. Meaning, you will be you will gradually become irrelevant to the learners that you are supposed to direct. And this is exactly what I'm saying to say: if you can't develop as a teacher, you will lag behind to an extent that you become re- irrelevant to the learners that you are supposed to teach. And once you become irrelevant, unable to reason in the classroom, you will resort to violence, to violence rather than guiding learners wh- on where to go. Okay, hold the line there for me uh, for a second, Menier. We have one of our uh, uh, or a few of our listeners who want to just weigh in with their voice notes. Sure, sure. Sure, sure. Tumza, uh, Menier, your, your reflections just on those two voice notes we have there. Okay. No, no, thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks, Prisenda. It's true that education is a societal issue. The kind of learners that are entering the, our classrooms indicate the kind of communities or societies where they come from. And it's true that uh, for people that, uh, that had schooled in the olden days before the introduction of the new law, they understood that corporal punishment is the way to go in as far as discipline is concerned. But 
to be more 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 relevant and more exact these days corporal punishment is no longer allowed in schools and we call upon all our teachers if you want if they want to lose their job and also lose the pensions that they have accumulated for so many years let them continue applying corporal punishment they will go out of the classroom and even leave the department of education without any cent if their parents go after them in as far as litigation is concerned it's true that the kind of learners that we are dealing with today are a bit troublesome but as teachers we need to be cool calm and collected make sure that we deal with individual situations in a way that will allow us to continue as teachers and uh, save not only save our jobs but also save our lives because uh, the the elder brothers and the and the parents of these learners that we are teaching may be as violent more violent as we as we think they can be and for us to save our lives save our skin and save the jobs that we have been hired to do so that we can be able to raise our children let's respect the law and uh, not apply corporal punishment Munir Raleboga thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us thank you that there was uh, Mr. Klaas uh, Mushatole, Labour Chairperson for the PEU, Professional Educators Union.